0: I could feel the cold marble under my hands as I tried to concentrate on my body and less on what was going on around me. I felt the embroidered kneelers under my knees and I could feel my feet sticking straight out and even felt the cold marble against my belly as I leaned in. I was trying to concentrate on all of these pressure points as I was working really hard to stay focused. I had begun to feel a little lightheaded, almost as though I was drifting out of my body. So again, I concentrated on that solid, cold marble as I rubbed my hands back and forth on the top of the kneeling rail in Grace Cathedral. I could hear Bishop Mark's voice and then the cantor singing, and I closed my eyes, gripping that marble. It was about five months ago, June 10th to be exact, and I was in the midst of my ordination ceremony and was trying really hard to stay present in that space. But as I closed my eyes and listened to the music, I began to have a vision, this image that began to form in my head I could almost feel their presence around me standing side by side. I could feel these saints who had gathered on this day, in this place, to support me. In the Episcopal Church, there is a tradition at ordination called the laying on of hands, and is it exactly what it sounds like. The ordinan is in the middle, and the clergy gather around them, and the most closest circle puts their hands on the ordinan. Their head, their shoulders, their back. And then the circle outside of that puts their hands on the clergy's. And it goes in this concentric circle going out. And as I closed my eyes, that was the image that came into my mind. This kind of circle. But most immediate to me those that I could feel behind me, were close family and friends that were no longer living. My beloved youth group leader, a dear friend who had led a small group that had changed my life, a friend who had taught me about living to support those around me. My godfather, my grandparents, these people were a bit fuzzy, as though the outside forms of them weren't quite solid, but the person was there. And then standing behind them, putting their shoulders on these people, were those people that I knew were holding me in prayer that day, but couldn't physically be at Grace Cathedral with me. It was a powerful vision, and I've tried to keep it in my head ever since then, But it was something I felt so strongly in my body that it has stayed with me. That is what I think of when I read that description in Revelations today. That says there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. I have thought about that image as I was preparing for this sermon today. And I've asked myself, what does All Saints Day mean? Well, in a more strictly church definition, All Saints is November 1st. And it's actually a continuation of three holidays that we celebrate in the Episcopal Church. There's All Hallows' Eve, October 31st which now has become sort of in the secular world of course halloween all saints day on november 1st and then all souls day on november 2nd where we remember the faithfully departed that's the day when we remember saints perhaps with the lower case those that were told that were told are known to you god alone And this thread winds all the way through our year. It winds through our weekly prayers of the people when we pray for the dearly departed. It winds through Ash Wednesday when we remember that we are dust and to dust we will return. It winds through Good Friday as we see Jesus Christ on the cross. And into Easter Vigil where we walk around this sanctuary singing the saints' names. And it brings us all the way back to today, All Saints Day again. We'll hear saints read in a few moments during communion. And in these moments, it always reminds me of that word kairos, which in Greek means a deep time or a sacred time, God time. It's the connection that we have to generations in the past and generations yet to come. And yet they're all connected in this wonderfully intricate way. The cloud of witnesses that are surrounding us and lifting us up. So why this emphasis on the dead? We are people of the resurrection, it's on our name outside in front of the church. I think one of the reasons that we have saints in the church and we remember them throughout the year is that saints can bring us closer to God. When we spend time with their stories, we come to see saints as beacons pointing us towards the light. Not images of perfection that will never be attainable for any human being but rather people that were willing to turn over their lives to God. We see examples of people who left comfort and safety to venture to the outskirts of society to care for people that no one wants to see. We find people who are willing to speak the truth, the truth to power and giving voice to the oppressed we find people who turn over their comfortable lifestyle to live in poverty and spend their day in prayer. And although we are people of resurrection, we don't pretend to forget or ignore the pain and sorrow that comes in death. As our burial liturgy will proclaim at the very beginning, I am the resurrection and the life, But very soon after that, there comes another prayer that starts, most merciful God, whose wisdom is beyond our understanding, deal graciously with their family in their grief. Surround them with your love that they may not be overwhelmed with their loss, but have confidence in your goodness and strength to meet them in their days to come. And we are called to hold these both. This great and, when we find ourselves in that thin, porous place, right between the living and the dead, days like today, we know that we are being held lovingly and supportively by our God. As I think back to those people, those saints, the dearly departed in my life, the ones that I could see at my ordination, I know that I see them in a way they never saw themselves. I see someone who opened her home and her heart to an awkward teenager, gave her a place to be herself, to be seen and loved, to laugh in, to laugh with and deepen her faith. I see someone who offered forgiveness when she was dragged into a conflict that was not of her making. And to model to me what love and forgiveness looks like. I see someone who always had a ready smile for me. And somehow in the twinkle of his eye made you feel so special. And I see someone who continued to show up for others when these people had been cast aside. Sharing an open table for everyone who arrived at their home. Somehow stretching a limited budget beyond what you could imagine. These are the saints in my life. The beacons that I have learned from and tried to shape my life after. They are not perfect. In fact, I am sure they would be quite appalled to know that I was talking about them today. But they shaped who I am. They showed me God's grace by forgiving me when I roped them into conflict. They offered me guidance when I was trying to discern my next steps. They let me know how special and loved I was. And they modeled hospitality to me, always adding an extra chair at the table. I'm sure each and every one of you has people in your life that have held you up when you needed that extra support the saints in your life that have shown you how to come closer to God. This All Saints Day, I ask you to ask yourself, what might other people need you to be? To show up, even if it's not really where we want to be. To be supportive to those people that we struggle to find common ground with. To be hospitable, and open to those that need a place to rest. And this way, perhaps, we can be the vessel that God needs us to be to shine light in the world. Amen.